A new netcode update drops for Street Fighter V and players deem it an instant failure even before trying it out. We address this and talk about what kind of results we're actually seeing. Plus, Catalyst is none too impressed with Seth's abilities. We're none too sure about Seth's gender. A Devil May Cry voice actor is none too sure about how to avoid NDAs on Twitter. And we check the mailbag all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, hello. Ready to record some podcasts. All right. I'm ready to talk about the damn netcode. And you know what? I'm going to get right into it and say that the netcode for Street Fighter V has definitely not changed. And Capcom is the worst company alive. Because you Can know you what? Can you believe how horrible they are? <laughs> I can't even. Because when I jumped on Twitter, when the patch came out, that's the first thing I saw. And not from just random people in the community. Very notable big names from the community. They're, Capcom is the worst company alive. Oh, wait a second. I didn't even try this out for myself, and I just jumped the gun, assuming Capcom didn't change it, when they outright said they did. They outright said, hey, we changed the netcode, please check it out. And I'm going to hold up uh, as proof immediately with the situation to show how biased people are against Street Fighter V. If you did not believe me before when I said this in the past, and John has spoke about this previously too, saying the game has no charisma, we've been into the reasons why, but there is a hardcore bias against this game to the point where people just love to crap on it to get to get retweets, likes, other stuff like that, to, to do whatever they want to do. People want to crap on this game, and if you needed proof, you have it right there, right then. Yeah, it's a, a sense of toxicity that I feel. I've been feeling it all morning because I didn't really explore. I, I I I logged last night. I know the patch was up, but I wasn't feeling jumping into it. I had other stuff going on, so I jumped up this morning, and that was when I began kind of consuming most of this. And the first place I went, of course, was our story, the comments there, and then to the Ono's Twitter and to the Street Fighter server Twitter. And it's, I'm sure there, there was like one nice comment for every 20 or 30, just horrifically like, I can't believe you do this. You need to do better. And, 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 and I, and yes, I get it. I get it because people have lost a lot of faith in this game when they're ready and they want to hate it. And there's reasons for that. Capcom has contributed to making that bed, but look, Two wrongs don't make a right, and and in the end, of the, at the end of the day, you got Capcom and you got the players, or you got Street Fighter Five and you have the players. That's the relationship that we're in, and as tumultuous as it's been, it's still something that everyone technically wants, and and we want to play this game and we want to have the best experience possible. But everyone's out there now, prepared for everything to be as bad as possible, and and it goes beyond prepared. Now it's there's an expectation and there's a, a jumping to that before there's any proof. And you, it's like, okay, yeah, Capcom's dropped the ball on their side a handful of times. But when they do something that's actually, it, it's still early, but it feels like, hey, at least there's been some progress here. They've done something right. And what do you do? You punish them for it? Are you kidding me right now? Uh, and this will unravel more. And we're already seeing people change their tune, but it doesn't make it okay, no matter how negative the the ride has been in the past, to just blatantly and stupidly come out here like this swinging. I get social media. I get it. Don't don't be that. Don't be the yeah. people that we talk about when we talk about the dumb people on social media. 
And this is highly notable names in our community. I am not talking about the random people and other stuff like that who have no followers or anything. It's I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about big time names in our community who jumped all over this and were just completely ready to crap on Capcom. And you guys are leaders of our community. You are representatives of our scene. If something is wrong and messed up and you feel it's really wrong and messed up, jump all over it. Get, get Destroy those people if you really want to and that's how you want to go about your business. That's fine. But when you don't know when you have no idea, don't put that crap out there. It's irresponsible and it's bullcrap. And it's completely unfair to the people in the community and the companies and stuff that work on this stuff to do that kind of garbage. And this is not the first time it's happened. This is the first major time that people are noticing this heavily, right? This is people picking up on it and going, oh, wow, I can't believe, you know, these figureheads of our community would do this. It's like, oh, yeah, no, this happens other times. And I'm not saying it's the same people every time out. You have to look into stuff yourself. You know, it's we're on event hubs. We messed up. Uh, I'll flat out. You'll call us out on, on the story. We said that people were being banned over using the netcode mod. That was wrong. We corrected it about 10 minutes later and we put it right in the story front and center. Hey, we said people are being banned. What it is is the netcode mod is basically banned and whatnot. And they're not banning people from using it. They're just, it's, it doesn't work anymore essentially. And we needed to be very extra clear about that. So we followed up with another tweet. The story got corrected, everything like that. We put it out there. <clears throat> it took a little bit of time, but that's, you know, that's what happens. Um, and again, I'm happy to call ourselves out for that. We messed up on that. We're, we'll try to do better. We need to be better about that. But these other tweets I'm talking about went up like without any kind of research uh, to the veracity or anything like that. And and it was just, it was awful. It was literally just them crapping on Capcom because they felt like they should, you know, and it just, ugh. I, so, I was sitting there in bed this morning, which never get on Twitter while you're in bed, either going to sleep or waking up. Don't start or end your day like that, but lesson learned. But I was looking through and we've had the patch for what 15 hours or so at this point and so the, at the most you could have played for 15 hours but as i wanted to talk about today with someone like you who knows more than the average person about how you know something like netcode would work and 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 all these moving parts we're not exactly sure what to look for to measure if things have been increased. There, there's certainly the general experience over time, which we haven't had yet. So I'm like, well, you're not sampling from that well because we haven't had the time to really know yet. So how do you even test this and come to such conclusive conclusions that things have not been changed? And, and what I think that is, is a few people said, I don't think it's changed because they played one match and experienced a little bit of lag and, and they just go off of that because it's what they want to do. It's blatant stupidity and it's really unfair and we need to be better about this in the community. Not just, I'm not talking about like even defending Capcom at this point. I'm talking about us getting better about this. So when developers are looking at this information from us, they're going, oh wow, these guys are stone cold idiots. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're talking about the matchmaking and saying it's the net code and stuff like that. I'm like, Let's let's separate that a little bit for developers to help them out. You know, if you're saying the netcode is busted and broken, I can't find a match. Okay, let's talk about matchmaking then. Let's talk about the settings and other things like that. Let's get a little bit more accurate, you know, and fair with our approaches on this stuff, and and stop bombarding the developers with a bunch of complete garbage like it, how imagine you you are the person running the sf5 server twitter account 
and you see 5,000 messages pop up there and you've got to read through them all because it's your job, like how, how far along do you have to get before you start seeing messages that actually mean something and are relevant? Uh, and, and if you want a good example of this, look at Ono's initial tweet that he put out there that announces a netcode change and see the feedback and the toxicity on that. It's ridiculous. So we need to be better to help make these games better because when we have the ears of the developer, the ears and the eyes of them, we need to be more constructive and thoughtful with how we put the stuff out. Just hammering away on your keys and whatnot and just everything's wrong, everything sucks and stuff does not help anyone. Doesn't that help hurts. you. Yeah. And we just and now, we need to be better. Mm -hmm. To be fair, if you're Capcom here in 2020 with the way games get developed, I don't think it's out of the question to say that it would be obviously and clearly much better for them to come out with a some kind of a post, a Twitter post, a Unity blog, anything that says, here's specifically what we did. Yeah. Uh, and and here it is in layman's terms and like here's something for the for the tech people that they can maybe decipher this further and and you don't have to go into nitty-gritty detail but you can say we did this and the effect we expect should be around this and you put it into layman's terms and then people don't have uh, they can't go off in every different direction so easily because you give them something concrete to anchor to to understand about this it's good that they did this great but this all could have been avoided if they were a little more transparent and a little more informative. And when it's something this big and this important, and it's gotten this important simply because of how much the community has reacted and focused and discussed this particular topic, it deserves that kind of attention. And I think all of this could have also been avoided on Capcom's side by just giving a few notes about what's happened, at least maybe not avoided, but certainly mitigated. Now, I will say in Capcom's defense, and I, I agree with a lot of what you just said there, that they Ono has said multiple times, we are updating the netcode. We are updating the netcode of Street Fighter V. It is getting us updated. We are adjusting it. It is all up and down the patch notes. Now, what happened is people said, is that update just going to remove the mod? There was mm -hmm. nothing from Capcom on that. They didn't say anything more than we are updating stuff. So there is, this is a community-created fear and other stuff that got in people's heads and, and, you know, ran with it. And I get why, because when Akuma was, you know, revealed for Street Fighter V, Ono goes back and says, hey, we never announced a new character. We never said that was Akuma and all that kind of stuff. So you have good reason, very good reason to, to understand that Capcom does outright lie and mislead about some things. Not all things, and usually when it comes to situations like this, they're pretty upfront about like what they're well, doing. The Akuma overall. thing was a playful goof that I thought it was so obvious that Akuma was the character that Ono saying that was just him being goofy and no one should feel threatened by it because but, but man, that that put him into your into your liar's camp for eternity. <laughs> well, it's it's not just that. I mean, I've no, it's not the only example. Him. He has sometimes he's outright lied about stuff and stuff not quite in this vein, but similar enough where it's like, yeah, I get not taking them completely at face value. Well, and not and, only and that, we, but it comes down to like translation because Ono's often tweeting in English, but it's sometimes a little bit broken, and it's gotten better over the years. I I I, I would say, but still. When there's like we're I, I've grasped the situation is not a great like what do we do with that like yeah. we're, we're 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 aware of the net like we're we're messing with the net code they didn't say messing but they might as well we're tweaking it we're we're adjusting it it's like 
dude, with how much people care about this, you use such general and broad terms. And there's a point where you go, yeah, I can't give too much away because I don't want to put myself into a corner. But a little more transparency there, I think that information would have quelled a lot of these flames. Yeah, literally, um, <clears throat> Capcom sees all this feedback, right? It's not like they're completely uh, ignoring it. They've even flat out asked people for this feedback. And people are saying, hey, has a net code changed? Has the code changed? And a very simple tweet from them, yes, we changed the code. Solves everything. All of a sudden, everyone in the community is like, oh, they actually changed it. Holy crap, this is updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go, go, go. That is a a minute or two minute tweet that it takes you to get that out there. And it is not hard to do. And that is a very fair and reasonable expectation when you see your community going ballistic. When you see everyone just kind of flipping out, going up and down about stuff that has changed or not, you can take a minute and say, hey, this is what's going on. And I know Capcom has that minute or two to do it because they're reading through all these responses. But someone someone uh, in this chain of command is basically putting the kibosh on that and saying, no, nah, that, that is not going to happen. You guys are not going to talk about this more. These messages are only going to get funneled through this person in this way, in this fashion. And this is the issues that we run into is that the people who are qualified to speak about this and know that they should be able to speak about it, uh, they get the muzzle stuck on them and they can't say anything. And it's like, the community is freaking out right now. Can we please talk about this? Can we please address it? And people are like, someone at Capcom saying no. We ain't going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about how the last chance qualifier is not going to be streamed until it freaking happens. We just announced it and all that kind of stuff. Some bad choices are made at their company consistently. And if you have a big issue with that, I agree with you 120%. So do I. So do you. Uh, we, we have been talking about their lack of communication for a long time. And this is one subject where they are not let up off the hook on. But it doesn't forgive what everyone else has done, just completely overreacting in the other direction here. here. It's, uh, as you mentioned before, two people being wrong doesn't make it right. All right. So do we have any evidence of what has actually happened thus far here 17, 18, 19 hours into the patch. All right, yeah. So, um, one, a lot of people online are saying that uh, the game does play better for them. Uh, it's not a night and day type of difference. I was actually able to get into about 15 games with Drinking, who's my main trading partner, uh, mm-hmm. and I know his connection like the back of my hand. Um, I'd previously put the net code for Street Fighter V for myself at about an 8 out of 10. And now I think it's either an 8.5 or a 9. I do think things are noticeably, bi- uh, noticeably better, I should say. Like some of the times where it would frame skip and just kind of do some things where I could see it was kind of compensating for not knowing, you know, what was going on. And and clearly latency was a factor. It's kind of smoothed over some of those rough edges and not um, it's not as as twitchy and glitchy and whatnot. And I even played Bison's V-Trigger 1 uh, specifically to, you know, cause as much havoc and, and latency as I could because that is like a latency machine right there. And it actually held up really well. Uh, and he was even remarking about how well it did for him. Uh, uh, so Dream King definitely does not have uh, as as high thoughts on the netcode as I do. He had as a, about a, a six out of ten before the patch, um, and but during our sets he actually felt that went up to an eight and possibly to a nine out of ten, to kind of depending on what was going on. Uh, so he's uh, definitely was not as happy before, but he's happier now. Um, and my whole point of saying that is your mileage may vary. Someone might say, oh, this is a dramatic increase for me. Uh, well, well, someone else would be like, oh, I, I don't notice anything at all. Uh, and I will just quickly throw in here that uh, Dream King, he played Killer Instinct online a lot. Uh, and he plays most of the FGC titles. And, and there it is. So. so you're saying, and I, I, you don't have to anchor to this, but right now it's feeling like maybe a 5 to 10% increase 
in your online experiences? Sure. For me, yeah, I think that's right. And I think for some people, it's more like a 10 to 20% increase. Um, for mm-hmm. myself, it's like, it really does feel about five to 10. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see more, you know, there, there's some, some changes going on. But I, again, I felt the code was pretty good to begin with. The way you might go about exploring this with some semblance of like actual evidence and results at the end of it is to, like you just did, play someone whose connection you are familiar with and see if it changes, see if it's any better. And um, (laughs) so I was watching on my way to the gym this morning, not watching, listening to um, Vesper's new video because he talks about uh, his experiences with uh, the the patch came out and he's played apparently all night long and so did Mir. Mm. And they're both playing from, uh, I think Vesper's in Alberta, so like Midwestern Canada. And then uh, Mir is in Italy. And so they're playing with people from all over the world, but they have these players from various other countries like Romania and Japan and, of course, the U.S. and such, where they had uh, basically previously played with them and understood and and gotten an idea of the personality of how that netcode situation was, played later, and the reports back from those two across the board, while they weren't all consistently better in the same way, I mean, they weren't all like, you know, 30% better or whatever, they all saw increase. There was positive movement. And Capcom mentioned in their, their, uh, I believe it was in their tweet, they said, keep giving us feedback, which to me that sort of implies that there's this is still something that's sort of in motion. Maybe they put out the beginning of it, see what happens here, but maybe there's a little knob they can continue to tweak depending on what people are saying and it can get even better or more efficient. So is it a night and day difference? No, but is it noticeably different? Yeah, and holy crap, can you, did you hear what just came out of my mouth? Street Fighter V's netcode is noticeably better. And what do we do? We explode on Twitter and say that it's not, and say that it's horrible. Uh, oh, man. But the fact of the matter is, the game is in a better place than it ever has been, and it was just a few weeks ago. It was maybe a month or two ago, and now it's just leveled up again, man. And that's... Man, it should be exciting, but I'm just feeling the negativity of the toxicity of what's... Uh, it's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, and it's why, again, we advocate so hard for the community trying to keep stuff in perspective and it doesn't mean hey everyone's got to agree and everyone's got to be on board with this it just means like try to keep stuff a little bit more balanced i get it it's something again i I mentioned before the ceo of twitter even you know remarks about his platform is like look we encourage people to hate others and whatnot and and because they get more retweets and likes and all that other kind of stuff like it's like our platform is messed up in that regard and they want to keep correcting that and making it less of a thing but i mean it's what gets people it what gets the eyeballs we know this stuff you know firsthand um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but ultimately it's a bad look for our scene. Uh, but anyway, I digress. We've been over that. Um, John, I, I did want to ask, did you get any time in with the, the patch just yet? Yeah. I, in fact, I played a good, maybe an hour this morning, maybe an hour and a half, uh, just exploring and, and trying to take a specific note of how the net code worked. Um, to me, if I didn't know a patch had happened, I don't think I would have, thought any differently but i can say i didn't run into any amazingly bad lag there were some little hiccups here and there but it's the kind of stuff that you would expect online so i can at this point absolutely digest that it's five ten percent better maybe a little bit more 
the I mean I was playing on ranked though I wasn't playing against a connection mm. that I normally play against and the ones that I have normally played against have only just been fairly strong so I don't know that I didn't even necessarily would be able to uh, to weigh in on this at least in the way that I with the example that I gave earlier of you know testing a connection that you know that's been kind of rocky well I guess I could play with you that's what we should do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, play it's with been you. so long yeah but uh, but we'll definitely get there uh, I, yeah. I've actually got a connection upgrade since that time so I'm looking forward to it but yeah and I wanted to chime in and say that some people are actually having a worse experience uh, majority that we're seeing is better but and then of course there's the classic placebo effect uh, we're talking about playing uh, an online game over the internet where things are unstable to begin with and thinking that you know your handful of experiences good or bad are going to be completely representative of everything that you're going to have going forward is probably not a good idea you want to test it and be skeptical and overall if you, you think you see improvements great and if you think you don't that's fine too like who knows your mileage is going to vary i keep repeating on that one it's so very important to keep in mind um, because the internet's unstable and and how your connection reacts to, you know, Jim down the street versus Fred in five countries away, you know, kind of thing like it, it's you just never know. And, um, and and so there it is. It's it's interesting. Um, I do think, again, overall, there there's good reason for hope, you know, or we wouldn't be putting out our messaging like this. Um, I think there's a lot of um, reason for optimism. But, you know, there might be 20 percent of the players out there who play online who are completely unaffected by this are even potentially negatively affected by this. I am seeing people shout there say, hey, I play on a LAN. I play on this. I play on that. I'm literally seeing a worse connection, a worse experience right now with this. So. Take that as you will. Um, there, the, it's it could be a mixed results kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't think that the the takeaway though is that for me it's more about the actions because I don't I still don't see online as a very legit enterprise for for the competitive aspect of the game. You know, it's it's for like kind of training up and I don't know trying to grind points because there's a part of that that's fun and, and such. But as far as offline and online play i personally have never really seen it and it just it is an offline play that's what it is and and there's a stark difference between that there's a significance but it is leveled up and we're we're on our way to getting there and we have taken even if it's a baby step we've taken a step and and that's a good that's a good positive first thing to do so for all of the the hesitance and <laughs> being left in the dark and such by capcom this is really good. This is especially good because it's Capcom and like we haven't expected these kind of things. But if you look back over, it's just been that we've been doing it kicking and screaming, but they have made adjustments. We have gotten rid of the input lag and the, and, and now the netcode's been acknowledged and, and attended to at least a little bit. And uh, there's, a, there's a long list of things that they've done to level up Street Fighter V. It still has this bad charisma, and I, and I, I don't want to get too far off topic, but I do want to ask, do you think this spills over into Street Fighter VI automatically? Or do you think that they get a new chance for something of a first impression with Street Fighter Six's launch. In terms of the negative charisma? Yeah. Like, I mean, um, if Street Fighter Six launches and the beta doesn't work, they're done for sure. I mean, by done, I mean, like, they're already back in the same camp and they're, if they continue from there, it's just like, yeah, it's kicking and screaming all the way. But if they, if they learn their lesson and they do a good launch, do they have a chance to redeem themselves in the eyes of the community or are we locked into this approach to Capcom for the foreseeable future? 
if the launch is good, I think most people will forgive them and roll with it. Um, I will say that outside of Capcom's fighting games, I think that their launches have been really good with the new, like Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, oh, sure. uh, Monster Hunter. You know, all those are doing really fantastic for them as a company. So if they can nail their fighting game launch this next time around, I think they're good. Um, and I think that if people are skeptical going into it, they've given them a hundred reasons to be skeptical. You know, and it's it's totally fair and reasonable for the community to have that. I actually really like talking to um, Majin Tension Hand about kind of getting a barometer of how the community feels overall. Uh, not everyone, of course, but, you know, it, 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 he represents a very nice segment of the community to me. And and his feelings on it are like, hey, you know, if it's great, sure, but it always kind of should have been great. Like, we're talking about the launch of a AAA game. It, this needs to be a great title to begin with. We should not be accepting this stuff. And he's not wrong in the slightest, you know. And so I'm I don't think that the um, I think if the launch is nailed, I think that things will mostly pick up for Street Fighter six. But there's going to be the people who love Street Fighter five and says, what is this? You know, kind of thing. And who loves Street Fighter four and says, it's not Street Fighter four again. What do you guys? Yeah, it's a brand new game. It's a brand new game, brand new things, and you've got That's its own thing. That's its own thing for sure, and you're right. That's always going to be there. Every new game in a franchise is going to go through that, or at least that's what we've seen so far. But but I I think that there's a difference between that and then people just being ready to hate the game because of the negative relationship with Capcom. So, Yeah, I, I... People love to hate Capcom. They get retweets and they get likes for it. They get upvoted. Uh, they get green comments on our website for doing it. It's in the, except in, unless it's like, see, definitely downvotes all those. But <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's ne- it's never going away. Uh, it, we talk about it a lot. The wind blows hardest at the top of the mountain. Capcom is at the top of the mountain for most people in the FGC. Uh, not all of them. Uh, some people argue Smash. Some people argue whatever. But you know, uh, Smash doesn't even have Nintendo's like direct support. Um, you know, post launch with their tournaments and stuff. It's so yeah. It, it's Capcom is generally seen as a gold standard, um, and yeah. And I do think there's been evidence that they have been learning their lessons. Not only that they have attended to these issues over Street Fighter V's life. Well, I say they've they've shown evidence of learning their lessons. Will they will they carry that with them to the next fork in the road? I don't know, but there have been the adjustments made and then also with the newer characters that have been coming out there are certain things about them even little things where i see the way that they were designed and i see like specific little like junctures where they could have done one thing or another for instance i don't think any of the new characters and i hope i'm not wrong on this but i'm pretty sure that like after a, after they land a super for instance they don't get a setup afterwards in most cases and I think that's a really good thing where it's like it's still there with like Cammy and, and a handful of the earlier characters, but at least they fixed it with these newcomers. And there are um, there's also been specific attention to making sure that these characters are able to play in different ways. And part of that comes into having multiple V skills and V triggers so that you can mix and match and such. But I've seen little lessons learned over the course of Street Fighter V and then implemented into the new parts the new DLC, and that gives me a little bit of hope that Capcom does, I should say the Capcom's fighting game division, and maybe more specifically their Street Fighter division, is seeing these things and learning lessons. But at the same time, there have been a lot of lessons that I thought were learned in past Street Fighter games that pop up in Street Fighter V, and I go, ugh, so we'll see. But I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I... 
I'm a Capcom fanboy. I you know, flat out always admit that. And I see them as two steps forward, one step back, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much constantly. And I, I think until they stop, you know, turning over as many workers as they have, and I think until they're able to hold on to their very high level people, I, I think that's what we're going to see. And, and collectively, I do think they have a lot of great people there. Uh, I mean, it's very clear. I mean, their fighting games always hold up. Um, usually, I should say, usually hold up, not always. Usually hold up, and you know, the community loves them and plays them for many years, right? Um, it's we for infinity. See, for yeah, infinite <laughs> I was just about to get to that. We do see flops <laughs> like Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Marvel Infinite, but overall, most of the the major entries, you know, for for Capcom, they do pretty well in the community's eyes, and we hold on to them for many, many, many years. So uh, their track record is pretty darn decent, considering how many fighting games they produce. Um, so, but yeah, it's uh, it's always I, I I'll really quickly just say like I look at you know Elena Rolento Hugo uh, in in Ultra Street Fighter Four, and I think Capcom had learned so many lessons about. Street Fighter 4 and how it worked, I think they nailed those characters. I think we're so far along in Street Fighter 5's development, I think that we're, they're going to nail a lot of the characters they release um, at this point in time. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it's, I I see, again, uh, I, I, I'm not as optimistic about Street Fighter 6 being as, like, perfectly, like, well-balanced and all that kind of stuff as, you know, as other games have been. It, it's I, I think it's going to, you know, have a lot of the same flaws. But, uh, but yeah. If they just took that gun they keep using to shoot themselves in the foot and just give it to T-Hawk for safekeeping, all would be fixed. Uh, definitely fixed, except for, you know, T-Hawk's broken heart. So what's he going to do with that? Oh, gun? so yeah, sad. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, real quick here. I do want to wrap up on the netcode stuff. Um, not allowing people to run modified netcode is a really good idea. Because if you're allowing people to run um, kind of whatever code they want on their end, you have no idea what side effects and other things that that can be created. And, and we saw that very close with with the uh, very first hand, I should say, with the um, the netcode mods that the um, the the community put out there. And all of a sudden, like everyone's like, "Hey, this is the best thing ever! Awesome, so amazing! Oh crap, it's one sided. We're completely screwing over some of the population here that plays online. All this other kind of stuff. This stuff should be locked down." And there's no reason to, to leave it in the hands of people who could have very bad intentions with it. Uh, I get that it's going to cause some issues with some others, but like that's a good thing overall. And um, there is some speculation right now uh, in the modding community that, that goes through this stuff that, that Capcom actually did not lock this down. They just locked down the previous versions of this. And if it's updated, it will work again. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we're keeping an eye on that. Uh, but yeah. I think that it is good that Altimore and it was it was it fuzzy something like that yeah. a couple of them well I, I think it's good that the modding community or that modders have basically checked Capcom and they've done it so far from at least from our point of view out of out of just wanting to make the game better it's yes. been a, you know positive and altruistic reasoning behind it but it could be malicious and if it is or, or I'm saying there's a scenario where it's someone comes in and, and, and attacks it uh, with malintent and that's that's like you're getting at a bad situation to be in but this has clearly lit a fire under capcom's ass that clearly needed to be there and it's a course correction if we can if if this car that's going all over the place on this rocky dirt road uh actually does get back on the track to an ex- to the point where the community is satisfied, well, to an extent, and, and and things are flowing as they should be, that would be great. Ultimately, you know, you go through these bumps to, to course correct. And it, it seems like we're, we're on our way to that, or maybe we're kind of almost there. But yeah, let's see what happens over this Intel World Open with these online ventures over the next couple of months. And, uh, and like I say, hopefully 
it is like more of a permanent fix and not something that uh, people can come back in and tweak more of. But hey, if it is, well, they'll get course corrected again or they'll crash and burn. But it gets worked yeah. out. As you and I both said when you know the netcode mod went down, it's a really good overall thing for the community. Despite the problems with it, this is a win because it's getting Capcom's attention and realizing this stuff needed to be altered. Uh, and maybe they gave them the source code to fix this all, right? Um, that, it, that happens in a lot of other communities where a gifted programmer gets in there and finds ways of altering things. And they're like, the developers look at it and go, oh, crap, why didn't we try this before? You know, and, mm-hmm. and it fixes it. And this may have been exactly what happened there. I don't know. You know, um, and it, as you mentioned, Capcom looks like they're still looking for feedback here so if they get in there and they mod stuff further or whatever happens like we see some optimizations that could be made let's get that back to the developers let's talk about this stuff and try to figure it out for them um, because the community can make a huge difference impact impacting these games and, yeah. clearly so as jocko willick would say oh if someone's come in and modded my net code good <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. So next up, let's talk about something that's not good, in my opinion. And that would be Seth and Street Fighter V. And mm. I'm going to get right into it and say that I think this is a pretty technical character in terms of how many options that they have. Uh, if you told me, though, if you told me that Seth is a bottom 10 character right now, I would not argue against it. Uh, they remind me quite a bit of Young Zeku and Kage in terms of their like gameplay design and how they, they work. Um, it's you struggle to get in consistently and you could really be kept at bay a lot. And one of the big problems with that is there are a number of zone heavy characters in this game like Minot, Guile, Chun-Li. And I feel like Seth, uh, best case scenario, is an even matchup with those characters, but actually loses the majority of the zone matchups that I've seen in the game. And that right there knocks them down uh, several spots in the tier list. Because when you're talking about a character being viable, uh, being decent in, in tournament, other stuff like that, if you run across matchups that basically wreck you, and I feel like a number of the zone matchups in this game are going to be 3-7 against Seth, that destroys your viability in the tournament scene right then and there. And right now, again, I have this as a bottom 10 character because, yeah, there's some flash, and I'm going to list off some positives that the character has going for it, but overall, I feel they really struggle to get in, especially against zoners. Uh, I watched Punko play a match uh, against a um, uh, Warlord-ranked Chun-Li player from Japan, and in just consistently hitting his his head against the wall, trying to get on a Chun-Li character. Yeah, he, he did it a few times, but not enough to make a consistent dent uh, in this other player's, you know, a game plan and other things. And it was just, it would consistently uh, fell apart for him. You know what's interesting? You and I spoke about this um, a few days ago, or maybe yesterday, a little bit. And it was just your general, like, um, we're, we'll talk about Seth on the podcast. And that you felt that the zoning thing was a factor. And the first place that my mind went was, when the hell has zoning been good in Street Fighter V outside of maybe like Guile Season 2 and then of course Minot? But even if that's the case, you know, Minot was was nerfed down to a place where she's not necessarily, like you're not kind of making a battle plan your character selection around Minot most of the time. And Guile's definitely up there. But the game for a long time, to deal with zoning, you would just play the, well, am I going to dash or jump game? Because, and maybe that was mainly because of the input lag, but something's changed because I have heard this sentiment from other people too, that Seth gets zoned fairly hard. 
I'm like, when did zoning become a, such a factor? And it, it, but it clearly has. And I think that's a good thing because I think you should be able to zone people out if, um, you know, thoughtfully. And that seems like to be what, although I will say that Chun-Li's standing roundhouse, <laughs> uh, she, she can hit you even though you've already jumped and like are passed on the way up and still hit you with a standing roundhouse, which is kind of goofy. And it's like not as an anti-air, but like as like she did it and you just happened to jump at the wrong time. Uh, kind of goofy. But I, I'm yeah, that does seem to be more and more of a factor. So I didn't count it as much of a strike against Seth to begin with. But apparently it kind of is. And as a Nikali player, I felt that a little bit, but I do have ground pound to offset it. And Kage, feel it, but I do have a fireball to offset it. And Seth does have a few ways of like going around projectiles with just um, like Blanca's uh, slide sort of with the sweep. And then there's a few moves that were like can like either absorb or, or kind of invincible through a projectile. Yeah. The hurricane kick and like I think... Like all the V skills have like projectile invincibility. There's a lot of options to get around uh, uh, projectiles for Seth, but how effective they are, mm, yeah. So yeah, compared to to a lot of others, and yeah, they might not be the most efficient thing. Uh, so from what I've seen so far, I've played the character a little bit, taken through trials and stuff like that, but uh, watched some match footage and just kind of trying to, you know, like, how are they on, on offense? Oh, they're freaking great on offense. It's fine. You know, and the combos seem extremely fun to do. People are having a lot of fun, um, not only doing the combos, which are, are very satisfying, especially in V trigger one, but also stealing moves. There's something kind of weird, weirdly, oddly satisfying about that. People getting excited. If you watch players faces as they play, they're, they're definitely lighting up and you hear a lot more laughing and giggling while playing with which I think is a win in and of itself. Uh, I I can't, for the life of me, put Seth that far down on the tier list, yeah, at least not yet, because the character has some explosive power. I think has some really good buttons in neutral. And um, also, you know, it's got three frame. They've got the uh, EXDP invincible. Uh, they've got the damage output. They've got the frame traps, things along those lines. But hey, uh, if zoning turns out to be a big thing, it might be that there are certain matchups that don't work too well. Um, so there's that. But like, I also go and I think about well, there are other characters that don't have strong, like like don't have a projectile and kind of operate in a similar way. I would say like maybe Karen would sort of fall in that category, and she was just fine. So I mean, is that a, is that a f- are, are way better? Um, she has faster walk speed and her normals are light years better than what Seth has. I do think she has faster walk speed for sure. And yeah, yeah probably better normals or like better confirms. Although Seth's confirms are some of the best in the game, at least when V-Trigger is active. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and get back into my list here real quick and, and just mention that when I was playing Seth, uh, you felt the lowered health a lot. And the margin for error for that character feels very, very, very low. Now you might go, okay, well, hey, like how about Rashid? You know, like he has lowered health too. It's like, well, Rashid doesn't really feel that lowered health that much you know it's there's certain characters with their play style and their approach where that lowered health is a big deal uh and seth is one of them that just their margin for error is just so small and i can't tell you how many times like dream king would like dp um or do something like that it's like okay i just hit you with super like a combo you know cc punishing a super you're dead you know and like this is monot damage it's it's there but it's not like you know it's not a akali it's not a bison or something like that um i will say on the other end of the coin which you were alluding to 
Um, Seth's damage is actually quite legit, not in all situations and places, but in a number of cases throughout the round, Seth can actually convert uh, very well into the high 200s or low 300s without spending a bar. And, mm-hmm. and you were talking about the hit confirms and other stuff. And it's like, yeah, uh, some of the hit confirms that they have, you know, people will mention, I, I compared him to uh, young Zeku. Uh, Zeku can kind of fish with their medium punches a lot. That young Zeku and so can Seth. And that's like something you see pretty much throughout the matchup. Now, one of the problems is the hit and hurt box on his medium punch uh, is nothing to write home about. And I was watching Punko, um, 801 Strider, Punk, Dankadias. Wait, did you others. just say his? Yeah, I did. Uh, we'll oh get into that here gosh. in a second. We'll I know. Get to that in a second. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but but just watching them get whiff punished to hell, and it's like, oh, guess what? Reduced health. I don't have it to take a few whiff punishes. I, I'm going to die. You know, kind of thing. And when Seth was setting up this big damage, they were reasonably up close hits, somewhat in Street Fighter V's neutral, because Street Fighter V is a pretty stubby game when it comes to normals, right? But mm-hmm. not, you know, it, it, it a little bit out of point blank, but not entirely out of, like, close-up range, right, to get the, the big conversions on this stuff. So right now it feels to me like their weaknesses are more prominent than their strengths, and that's why I have this character uh, on the low end. I, I'm not saying, you know, 100%, you know, bottom 10 and whatnot, just that I would not argue against it if someone said that they were bottom 10. If you take a step back from the detail that we've been going into here, which I think is extremely important, but if I think about it in more of a broad sense and kind of one of the um, maybe barometers that I've been using to sort of analyze the newer characters as they come in, and one of the things that I have felt is uh, an evidence of Capcom, like I was saying earlier, learning their lessons and changing the design of characters in certain ways is can they begin their offense safely with a just-do-it situation? Can they do it from normals or do they have to rely on V-Trigger? And then, because most characters, once they pop V-Trigger, are in a very advantageous situation and you would expect about as much. Um, Not that that's necessarily great and it's been dialed down a bit and that's good, but if it's like, yeah, once I hit you while I'm in V-Trigger, I get a big, I get big damage. That's where I think it should be, but you're at something of a disadvantage if that's your case in Street Fighter V because there are characters that can just go crazy and, and even before getting the hit, start doing their just do it stuff. And that's something that I don't see in Seth, that I don't see in Gil, that I don't see in the three characters that came out um at Evo or just after Evo, the more recent developments, uh, and I don't see it in Kage either. Like, yeah, you can do some pretty great stuff if you've earned the hit, but Seth still has to earn the hit. And maybe the characters that have to do that, while I think that all the characters should be that, um, there's the fact that there are others that are around that don't have to do it as much are going to have a natural advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a big part, a general part of Seth being not as strong as others factors in yeah i i think you need a lot of uh, patience to play them uh as you mentioned just very little in the way of just do it's and then struggling to get inconsistently uh, consistently i should say but with this now you do have to realize that all the setups are not optimized like there's a bunch of scenarios in street fighter 5 where you go for oki pressure instead of going for damage Right. And, and right now, those setups for Seth, uh, they're coming along. They're not fully there. Punko had by far the best ones. But even then, uh, watching his setups, I'm like, man, I really don't like the Oki pressure he's getting here. It's like he's maybe plus one, but he's like sweep range out. Like he's not able to mix up much with that. Right. Um, a few mm. other things that I liked about him, he does have a five frame standing medium punch uh, that goes into t- his target combo. Uh, but that is also negative two on block. Mediums in this game are traditionally plus on block, but this one converts into so much and made it, you know, negative 
negative two, like and it moves so far forward. Holy yeah. crap, that thing looked terrifying. But yeah, you look at the frame data and you go, okay, well, they've. I mean, it, apparently it's balanced. I hope it is. But yeah, it looked terrifying to see uh, when you first saw it, just moving him across the screen like that. Yeah, and then with with uh, this character, I would say that they're in the top ten or top fifteen range for execution and technical knowledge. I don't think they're super high. I don't look at them as like Monot or Poison, but I do look at them as requiring quite a bit of of execution and experience. Um, and and on that note, I will add that there was definitely a lack of experience that was very clear on both sides from the Seth player themselves, and then of course the um, the the people playing against him. Like I was watching some Seth players kind of spam some negative five moves in front of people's faces and I'm like punish that like you know and it's it's just there's a lot of people who just don't quite understand how to play the character just yet it's coming along but but there it is so um, bottom 10 for a new character I'm I'm I feel like that's kind of a failure when you're talking oh, yeah. about a new character that you're also drawing people into grabbing champion edition and such I'm very, very happy that, especially with a character like Seth and the PTSD that I have from playing against the character in Street Fighter 4, I think all of us were like, please don't let it be that. And it wasn't going to be, uh, at least not in the Street Fighter 4 sense, of, you know, getting Vortex that might have been, uh, I think what we were afraid of is a just do it robbery monster. And it really doesn't seem that Seth is that either. Um, but I think new characters should be upper mid. It should be viable. It should be maybe not great for every single matchup. That's okay. You can get countered by certain character archetypes. That's part of the game. Um, and in fact, I think it's good if almost every character does have a bad matchup here or there with just because of, of a, the way other characters are designed. But they're not able to just, I don't care what you're doing, I'm going to do my thing. Um, but they, then they also excel once they have earned their thing. That's what I've been so excited about with Kage. That like once you land the hit, you can do some pretty cool and fun stuff and rewarding stuff. But you have to land the hit, and yeah. you have to you have to finagle your way, and you have to earn it in footsies where you're probably at a disadvantage playing against like a Chun Li. Oh yeah, you kind of have to make them misstep because you can't take the same risks that they can in in neutral with the buttons because just of, of you know how far they reach versus how far you reach. But you can still play that game, and it's not just a mindless. It's not as egregious as. I can just do a, a really far-reaching move and cancel and, and be positive into my super mode, something like that. It, it's it's not quite that, and I think it's still digestible. So, yeah, maybe you have to work a little bit harder in footsies, but um, I, I do kind of like where Seth is at because I was more afraid of them being a really ridiculous top tier than I was them being a really low tier. But I think if they resonate and, and you're able to use them in tournament, then that's a success. And so far... I feel like there's like a strong chance that that strong chance that that's where the character falls. Yeah, I I feel the opposite. I don't think you're going to see this character much in tournament, especially after the first week or two. I think people are going to realize how weak this character is and move right off of them. Um, but I um, I hope I hope I'm wrong. You know, I, I really do. But um, I will mention that V Trigger Two, the orb. Um, it seems interesting and highly technical, um, but what I said about Seth having high damage before where he can really convert, um, or I should say they could really convert to, to big things, um, if that's possible, if V-Trigger 2, it wasn't readily apparent in the first week of play from what I saw. Uh, and I want to tell people that I watched about 30 matchups with Seth, like again, of, of all the players I mentioned before, uh, Punko, uh, Punk, 801 Strider as well. Um, it's uh, V-Trigger 2 is hard to use. Punko was the only person I saw consistently using it, and even he was struggling with, with applying it a effectively in matchups so it's still early still time for things to change uh with just being a weekend especially with a highly technical character i really hope i'm wrong because i think seth is a very interesting character uh but man does that the first week look pretty rough for them 
So, mm. so speaking of them, let's get into Seth's <laughs> gender. Um, so jury refers to the gender being uh, a big deal with Seth in the story mode right from the get-go. If you load it up, like she says something about like the gender got changed or what's the gender or something like that. It's it's weird. She draws attention directly to it. There and there's, I think at this point, it's very clear that Capcom's decision to do this with the character, while I, I, I think that it was smart because we needed something new and different about Seth, and this absolutely checks that box. But it also checks the box of where we're at socially right now with um, people changing pronouns around and, and, and the trans community growing in the public eye and all that stuff that's going on. This plays right into that and people are very aware of this and and they're going to be I I think it's just like okay Capcom you're doing a good job of acknowledging current social issues and the fact that Jury brings up Seth immediately I think the situation is she's screwing around with trying to activate one of like Seth's body and she's trying to get the old one and inputs the the implication is that she inputs the gender and it would be male because that's how we've known seth but then there's an error and then she goes what gender this thing has a gender or something like that but it, it the point is it draws direct attention to it and then you see seth and and seth's in their uh jury-esque form more feminine form that we see as a standard here in in street fighter 5 uh, but Capcom's drawn attention to it, and then they haven't been consistent at all in <laughs> how they talk about the characters. So that's been pretty confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seth refers to himself as a king, which is traditionally a male thing, like a, usually a queen, you know, for female and stuff like that. Um, but Falk uh, calls Seth an it and then there, like, uh, the, you know, the, the other pronouns that I've been using. But then Dan calls Seth a he if you go into the shop in Street Fighter Five, And Capcom called Seth a he in all of Street Fighter Four. But now that it has its gender altered, or did it have it altered, or is it like both or whatever and stuff, it's kind of like there all isn't a gender. Here. They also said in the Capcom Unity blog that Seth Seth was never a male or female, which sure, that, that's fine. I did a bit of research on this, trying to figure out like what robots without any clear gender are supposed to be called pronoun wise. And <laughs> this is so 2020. I by know, the way. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't look like there's any standard that's been established there. So it was kind of like, uh, okay, so maybe someone out there has found out more info than I have. I'm very happy to have it, but I think what you alluded to before, this is Capcom trying to get people buzzing about their game and the pronouns associated with the character more than anything else. Uh, you don't have to look any further than poison to realize like the rules are what's been said about her has changed kind of like by the region or kind of by the time that Capcom was talking about them uh, was something that's out without gender you know a factor in it would be Kage and Evil Ryu are they the same character are they different well Capcom right now says they're different because Kage is like an evolution of what you know Evil Ryu manifested into or whatever but who would be shocked here who would be shocked to hear that changes in like five years and they're like oh no that was actually always Evil Ryu all along and whatnot it's this is Capcom. They are not consistent with their approaches with their characters. Uh, Birdie started off as a white guy and then he became a black guy. That's fine, you know, kind of thing. But that's what it was in Street Fighter 1. Uh, and he actually alludes to that in Street Fighter Alpha and says like, oh yeah, I was really sick and pale uh, in Street Fighter 1. <laughs> but now, you know, I'm, I'm back to health and, you know, this is my skin tone. and all. It's like, They changed stuff oh, all Mike the time. Mike and Balrog? Yes, yeah. Um, Mike so Bison? My, my whole point of this is like Capcom loves the notoriety and, and kind of like ruffling some feathers and whatnot they did it with poison uh and to get some attention and, and get some you know publicity for the game and it works uh we're talking about it here uh, a lot of people are still buzzing about what seth uh what she or he should be categorized as or whatever uh how you want to term it uh and i think the the answer that we've come up with is like whatever you want to yes. call them 
you know, it's, it's whatever one you want to do. There's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing right because this is not clearly defined. No, it's a it's a robot, and it's a made up video game character. So you're not hurting uh, Seth's feelings. So you don't have to worry about that. And so, yeah, I, I call it he, call her she, uh, call it whatever whatever kind of manifests. Maybe it just depends on the costume you're using. You know, it make, makes you feel like a certain way. But I don't think that uh, on the, that same coin, I don't think that anyone should be upset when they hear something or other. It's like it's it's Seth. It's a Street Fighter character, oh, guys. John. It's the internet. People are. I haven't upset. gone into the comments of the article that I wrote yesterday <laughs> about that either. I'm just like, well, here you go. Bye. <laughs> you, you foolish man! How dare you think that people will not get upset about this stuff? So no, I'm telling them they're not allowed to, which yeah. that's stupid to do too. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there it is. Uh, and again, if you guys out there, guys and girls, can correct us on the stuff, uh, please feel free. Uh, we're <laughs> eyes and ears are open on this because we're trying to figure it out too but uh but yeah uh, so john let's get into it next is there a new capcom versus game on oh, the oh boy is it is this is this happening now what's going on okay so when was this um two days after valentine's it was beyond sunday over the weekend uh brian hanford who is the voice for v in devil may cry 5 posted a tweet says absolutely pumped for the next hashtag capcom versus game triple explanation exclamation point i did it new characters but could be very familiar ellipses and this tweet caught on like wildfire because everyone was like uh you voice one of the characters in devil may cry if they did a new capcom versus game there's a real decent chance that this character would be in that game uh do you know something that we don't and of course there would have to be like a non-NDA agreement here and this would almost certainly cross that and uh, he followed it up with a another tweet that essentially said yeah I have no knowledge of any new Capcom games or the potential <laughs> of what any of their games may entail this tweet was about me being a big fan and seeing an Instagram ad about Capcom characters again please understand I am in no way teasing or revealing info and as you sit on this, you kind of have to go, okay, are you really dumb and just didn't think that a tweet like this coming from you, the voice actor of a Capcom character, would have this kind of resonance? Or are you sneaking in, uh, like going around your NDA a little bit or trying to? And, and I've been back and forth. We were talking about this on Best of Five and there are arguments on both sides to go, yeah, of course he's just he just was was being dumb because this could never come to fruition this way, and and Capcom would have made him take down his original tweet, which as far as I understand is still up. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it was done out of anything except for ignorance. But at the same time, look at the wording of this tweet. You know, like it, it's it's not the it's not the kind of tweet of a of a fan that's hopeful for a new game. It's almost like he's leaving a hint about like new characters, but could be very familiar. And you're like. It sounds like you're stringing us along or, or, or leaving a little breadcrumb trail there, you know, like pay attention to what's next. So I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think I ultimately default into this isn't a, an evidence for a new MVC or a new, I should say, a new Capcom versus game. Um, and, and, and no one has said Marvel versus Capcom. I guess I, I should be clear about that. It's just Capcom versus game. It could be Capcom versus whatever. Um, and, and of course, that was everything that was said would still apply because Brian Henford is a, a Capcom character voice. Um, could be even Capcom versus Capcom. Um, but it's like 
this tweet is is weird and it doesn't come across to me as a fan hopeful tweet but at the same time i don't see this given the other given the general circumstances being uh, a legit hint at something it's not to say something isn't in the works but i don't think that this was brian hanford giving us a hint towards it i think that uh but uh, how have you processed it saying new characters could be very familiar is why would you say that at all you know kind of thing unless you have some idea of the characters that are coming and other stuff i mean i mean we know uh, i mean here here's the bottom line the verse series for capcom has been one of their most successful series uh in fighting game uh releases they've ever done it and overall very popular for them the re-release mm-hmm. of marvel versus capcom 2 uh was the most successful xbox live game i believe ever at it, when it was released i don't know about now but you know when it when it happened mm-hmm. um marvel 3 did very well for them i think collectively like close to 4 million units or something like that between marvel uh 3 and then ultimate marvel 3 um somewhere around there right uh, these games are not going away you know like i They're know marvel, marvel 2 at evo this year yep there we go um and and i mean the, the history of these games are big uh we it's it's very odd that these games do not cannibalize each other and what i mean by that is like the street fighter stride uh excuse me what i mean is the street fighter and the marvel games they don't cannibalize each other for some odd reason i don't know why um and so you look at all this stuff and you go, why would Capcom not be working on this at some point? So it's kind of like it's kind of like saying, well, when Street Fighter Seven comes, right? It's like it's an inevitability that eventually they're going to release another Street Fighter game after Number Six, right? Um, and it's kind of the same thing with the, the Marvel vs. series or Capcom vs. series. Uh, so that's kind of where I start from, and then I, I just start trying to nail down the win. And we know from Filipino Champ that there is very heavy rumors in there uh, about. Um, um, and another Marvel game coming out in the future. We know that Combo Fiend is at Marvel now. Um, we <laughs> There's a lot of reasons to believe that this is legitimate and that it's Capcom reshuffling the deck and putting another Marvel game out there because why would they not? This is one of the most popular games uh, in their in their you know catalog. It makes money for them. Why would you not do it? So new characters, but could be very familiar. Maybe that's like, it's a different new character, but it plays just like an old familiar character. And so it's almost like having the same experience, but it's just not quite Sentinel. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, but but V has never been in, you know, a Marvel game, right? Uh, or a Capcom game. Um, and, a, you know, new character could be V, could be, you know, the character he voices. Um, and then, you know, making their way into a verse game, right? And uh, plays just like Virgil. Virgil's not in it, but, but uh, v is, yeah. you have a function of Virgil in it. And oh, that could boy. be what it is. Because <laughs> functions are definitely not going to get him in hot water again. But yes, <laughs> definitely functions are good. Um Maybe, uh, but yeah, that, that's how I read it personally. Uh, I think that's what they're looking at, but but there it is. I have a note here that says, as soon as someone makes a functions joke, we're done with this topic. All so right, what's the good. next one? <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, so actually uh, moving along here, we got uh, an email in from a reader that wanted to remain anonymous. Um, and John, do you, do you have the email in front of you? I have the email right here, yes. I'm an avid listener of the podcast, and my name is Mike. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I have a question maybe you guys can talk about. I'm Diamond Rank and been there for a while, which I'm still proud of, but I want to get better. It seems as though Ultra Diamond Plus players just know everything I'm going to do. I've been watching tech videos for my character and what to do in certain situations, and I can't seem to get past this certain block. 
that and I'm trash at light confirms. Extremely hard for me to react and I just can't do it because I play Cami and block drill is one third of my health gone. But I still try. It seems as though fighting games just come so naturally to other people. I went to the next level the other day. Oh, I went to the next level the other day and people are already ridiculously good at Grand Blue and it just came out. How do I get out of the average player limbo and feel progression in my play? Mainly as Street Fighter, but generally in all fighting games across the board. Uh, one of the things I will address um, head on is that some players learn at a different rate than others. Uh, I mean, Lupi Fiasco beat Daigo. You know, and, and I mean, I can assure you that Daigo is a much better player than Lupi now in Street Fighter V. Um, and, and Daigo said many times that he learns at a different rate, and he's still one of the best fighting game players on the planet. You know, like, he's, he's awesome. And so don't compare yourself too much when you're first learning a, a new game, especially if you end up at a decent spot. And if you've gotten to diamond rank, you're, you're doing solid. You know, that, that's, a, that's a pretty decent accomplishment here in Street Fighter V. Um, and so one of the th things I go is actually kind of the classic, uh, I can't do this, so it's very important type things. And that's not always the case. And I would actually ask you if light hit confirms are actually going to add a lot to your game, or is that just something that has stuck out to you or that other people are telling you to do, um, but actually aren't going to make that big of a difference? Uh, and, and one of the ways I'll compare this is, again, with pro players, um, Punk has ridiculous confirms with Karen. And, and his confirms, like, just most players cannot match that or come close to it. And Bonchan flat out said, hey, I can't do that at the level that Punk has. It can, and it, very few people can. But he's like, I can do other things that are better than him and, you know, succeed. And there was a point last year, last season, where Bonchan was beating Punk and beating everyone else consistently, backing up those words. So yeah, you can work on light confirms. And yeah, it is helpful to do, but make sure that's something that's actually going to be a high yield item for you. And not just something that people are telling you to do or you're too hard on yourself about. Every player out there, I don't care how good you are, you have weaknesses. And if that's one of your weaknesses, don't play and cater to that. Don't try to make that a thing. You want to play to what your strengths are as a player, just as Bonchan did. And just as Bonchan did that, he became the best player on the planet for a handful of months. Well, I would go case-by-case case basis in terms of if a specific facet of your gameplay is important enough to really flesh out and rectify, or if it's something that maybe you can just, well, I don't want to play with that style. When I think of Cami, um, don't just take my word for it, but when I think of Cami, I think of light confirms as, as pretty damn important. In fact, light confirms are pretty important across the board. Um, and when I say that, I mean it's a huge tool to have in your pocket. Can you get by without it? I'm sure that there's that there are matches where Cami wins uh, at high level where the, she doesn't use light confirms, but to have that ability in your pocket is only going to refine you as a player, and it's going to make all the other things that you're able to do scarier because people are going to be preoccupied with this uh, as well as those things, and it makes every other area of your uh, gameplay more efficient. So if it were me... I can say this, I used to approach Street Fighter and still do to a, a strong extent. I think how this, uh, this mailbag listener is approaching it, and it's more in general terms, concepts. How good am I just at playing by feel and what works for me? And I might not even be able to articulate the things that I'm doing. So many times there have been a situation where it's like a, an intense end of a round and then I'll win or well, it'll play out. And the person that I'm playing locally right next to me will go, 
what were you there or, or what was that? And I won't even be able to tell you the specific sequence that happened. I'll just go, oh, I just remember feeling like it was a good time to press this button. So I did. And they're like, you were minus three there. I'm like, yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> and that works against you as well because you don't have that nuance and that understanding. A lot of people that play that way have a natural ability in a lot of areas so they can get away with doing that. But you do have to buckle down and do the scientific work, if you will, which is to understand the 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 math behind it, the frames behind it, the, the why something works the way it does, where it's going to beat something else, yada, yada, and not just feel it. And it sounds to me like you're more of a play by feel character which is good uh, that's 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 a, a, a legitimate thing but pepper in some scientific approach to it and what you might do with the specific situation of getting better at light confirms and you probably have already done this but if you haven't here's your answer 100 go into training mode set blocks to random and just practice the light confirms because i mean i i understand the, the concept of light confirms and i know it's it's hard um playing thoughtful footsies light confirms and maybe just more consistent anti-airs have been something that i've been focusing on in my own gameplay and i've been doing it not out of that just general feeling like oh it feels good so i'm going to do this here because it tends to work of i need to do this focus on doing it and some things i can't i can't still get my head to or my hands to do like a cross-cut DP when I'm trying to, uh, to to beat people that are jumping over me and such. I do it once in a while, but most of the time I'm just still relying on timing for it. Um, so some things are very, very difficult to wrap your mind and your fingers, if you will, around, but you can do it. And in the case of Light Confirms, I'm man, every day, uh, go in training mode for half an hour or whatever you're, you'll realistically do and just put that dummy on block uh, randomly and practice your Light Confirms. Your fingers realize it and figure it out and i know that mountainous feeling of like this is just something i can't do it's just something that doesn't work for me throw that away because there there might be some truth to that in the same way that there's truth to i think there's something about sonic fox's brain and justin wong's brain that makes both of those players just quicker to latch on to what's good about certain fighting games and learn them but you can get there too or to a similar place with hard work it might not be as intuitive for you but you can do it and in the case of specific light confirms here's the answer you know what i just said so i would practice that um i know that uh, I remember Driftwood uh, when we were living together and I was playing Nikali and uh, he was like, you know what would really help your game is if when you get two jabs, if you go into super and you can do that, you know, you can confirm a jab into super. And at first the timing felt really weird um, and it was something, but I practiced it for a while and it's something that first you're only able to do it in training and then you're able to do it maybe against the computer, but not in a real match. And then you can do it in a match, but you can't do it in tournament. And then you can do it in tournament, but not on stream. And then eventually you can always do it and you don't have to think about doing it. And then it gets filed back into that feelings category. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Don't view it as something that you can't climb, even if it feels that way. Uh, I've, I'll go back to this for myself all the time. I remember when I was playing Guitar Hero 3, and I was able to get to one, uh, the Metallica song, on hard, not expert. And playing it on hard was very difficult. And then I was just thinking like, man, I'm barely able, I'm, I'm almost able to get through this song on hard. I can't even imagine. It's impossible. People can't do this on expert. And my brain was, was or my heart was telling me that. My, my brain knew. It's like, no, people are already like 100%ing this song. And sure enough, I practiced and eventually got to a place where, yeah, one's just another song on expert that I can, you know, five star now. And it's just like, I've been there 
where that block is there uh, and, and that intimidating mountain is in front of you. But just know you can absolutely climb it. You can absolutely spiral right through that thing. So I hope that's helpful. Um, yeah, and it's, it's hard with a character with low life, but uh, you can do it. And also you play Cammy, so I'm not going to help you anymore. <laughs> I will just say that we don't always have the same approaches on the stuff, John and I. Um, so take the advice that works best for you and what you want to do. Um, if you're a hardcore player and you have the time to kind of grind out how John is mentioning, that's great. Uh, for a lot of people, they're juggling you know, their jobs and other things with this, and it could be hard to find the time to do that. And my advice would be there are always a number of things you could work on to get better. It's not just light confirms. It's not just, you know, anti-errors. It's there's, you know, so many things you could pick up and learn, even at the highest levels of play, even if you're punk, even if you're infiltration, whoever, you can learn more new things about these games. Um, the biggest thing about when you've hit a block or plateaued is finding out what's causing it. And that could be, again, a lot of things. But my assumption is it's not the light confirms entirely. It's probably part of the puzzle, but it's not the entire thing that's causing you it. So since you mentioned Street Fighter V, I advise looking at your footage right after you play. Allot yourself about 10 or 20 minutes of, of matchup viewing time uh, each time you, you run a longer session. Uh, and then see if you can identify any patterns and things that you're constantly doing wrong. Um, stuff like matchup knowledge, hitting the wrong buttons at the wrong ranges and timings, not consistently knowing when to apply pressure or to back off. Those are things that you can work on that are not talked about a lot and maybe not be as obvious as like, you know, confirming lights and stuff like that. Um, and, and again, that's stuff even the best players can struggle with. I've personally watched like Sako go in way too hard because he got frustrated and was on tilt and then lose. And, and, and he would have been way better off by backing and resetting the situation. And I watched him do this over and over and over again. Like he was just playing on tilt kind of the entire weekend. And I'm like, dude, Sako, you're, you're better than this. And you're just like flubbing everything up right now, right? Um, there are not many players better than Sako. And uh, th my whole point is even the best players have flaws that, that need to be worked on and figured out and ironed out and whatnot. So if you're not filling the lights, confirming, you know, thing and, and grinding on it like 30 minutes a day, uh, and some people do. So for some people, that repetition is perfect and exactly what they need. And it will help you. Uh, but if you're not filling it, there, there are other ways to grind that are more enjoyable for you. Um, and watching footage in Street Fighter V, especially with the CFN, is a big deal. It will help you tremendously. Um, um, and if you get tired of watching your own footage or not finding things that you need to to, to see, go watch a, um, an Ultimate Grandmaster Cami player and watch what they're doing and see things that you can add into your game. There's always more stuff you can be looking at is my big key. And the, the most important part is identifying consistent problems or consistent things you are not doing and working on them. And, and my general advice is aim for the stuff that you find fun. Like if you feel like something is trash, you're, you're trash out and you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Like these games are supposed to be fun at the end of the day. And if, unless you're trying to win EVO, then you know you Wait, better we're supposed to be having fun with this game I've been doing it <laughs> some people years. are having fun with it john i don't know about you mm. but i am but uh but yeah anyway um if you're not enjoying it uh go work on something else that you are enjoying so you can see the progress and you know and, and then in the background work on your light confirms a bit you know you you can always work on stuff that you don't super enjoy just a little bit to try to get better and better at it uh, but you don't have to make make that your main focus so yeah yeah, and on that same uh, line of thinking, don't focus on the chasm that is the skill gap between you and anyone else. Just focus on what's a what's a relevant building block that I can put under myself to get a little bit better now. I guess maybe it's more don't compare yourself to the progress of others, but compare yourself to who you were yesterday. A little cliche there, yeah. but... Just focus on that because you will see the progress there. And that progress is, I think what you're looking for is encouragement. 
and that will be encouraging. It's like, yeah, just maybe maybe you weigh 400 pounds and you want to get down to, you know, like so-and-so only weighs 185 and they're lean or whatever. It's like, yeah, well, you can look at how you have to lose over 200 pounds or you can look at how I just lost five pounds this week. What's going to be more encouraging to you and motivate you to lose more more weight the next week or whatever it is, you know? So um, try to focus on that. Uh, there, there are absolutely parts of your own gameplay that could get better. Don't see yourself as needing to be on the level of those other people. Just look at yourself and look at the progress that you can make and then feed off of that progress as you make it. Little incremental steps. So many ways to peel the apple here. And this is our advice. And, and again, find what works for you. Uh, take our general advice and the advice that the people give you as they are trying to be helpful. They're trying to find ways out there and then adapt something that works for you. You know, and once you find that, you tend to find success. Uh, and again, if, if people are blowing you up in Grand Blue Fantasy or whatever, that happens to everyone at the get go. Uh, not everyone, I guess. Some players are just you know prodigies and, and like Sonic Fox. Screw that guy, you know. But anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it, this stuff is hard. Um, but it also should be fun and rewarding along the way too. You know, with that with that effort you're putting in, hopefully you're getting good positive uh, returns on that at somewhere along the way. And if you aren't, make the adjustments so that you are. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. See you.